This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector and inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. The coronavirus is here and continues to impact our daily lives. And here in Mississippi, uh, many parts of the country is sheltering in place is the, is the law of the land. But that does not mean outside is closed, as a lot of us have learned. Spring is here, and as annoying as it be that you can't just go straight out and buy a bunch of stuff and play outside, it's still here, and you can do a whole bunch of stuff. and uh, You know, maintenance items, we can work through an April maintenance checklist if you want. Also, talk about some of the DIY ways to keep the plumber out of your house. If you want to join the conversation with us this morning, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I hear people's phones going, everything going crazy. Uh, Jeff, Pam, are you guys here? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, Pam. I'm here. Oh, okay, there uh, she is. I'm, All right, yeah. I'm, I'm present. You're present. I, I can tell you're already taking phone calls, Jeff. Well, wait a minute. Right. Let me put that thing on silent. And hey, look, I've got a question. Yeah. Of course, I've been I've been pondering since I've been staying at home and having a lot of time to think. I'm glad you got a I question. We got a contractor on the other line. You can ask. Just kidding. Go I ahead. Wanna, I want to know. I want to know who's going to pick yard of the month. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to go out there and pick yard of the yeah, month? Everybody deserves yard of the month. It's unbelievable in my in my neighborhood, uh, and this is this is not always the case. But man, it is perfect. Everybody has mow, is mowing three times a week. Everybody yeah. has planted flowers and done their uh, their garden. As a matter of fact, I have seen people around my neighborhood with tillers that have never planted a garden in their life. It, absolutely. So, yeah. Yep, I agree. But you're right. Well, let me tell you what's going on uh, here. Uh, talking about yards is that now Ceasefire decides they're going to install. So <laughs> I got I got home the other day from inspecting an empty house because uh-huh. that's all we're doing, and there are two enormous holes in my front yard, and I just about started hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. You know what, though? And right underneath my big oak trees. I'm so sorry. You know what? Off. They did that in my neighborhood, though, and it paid off in spades with 5G in my area. So don't don't look that gift horse in the mouth just yet. It may work out well for you. Uh, are you guys, uh, everybody working at home, I'm guessing? Well, you know, I'm I'm working at home, but I'm also... This is our protocol. We will go, we will work on houses that are unoccupied, uh-huh. i.e. we've got a fire job in Jackson. Right. Or if we're going to put on a roof or if we're going to paint outside, anything outside we will do. Uh-huh. Unoccupied, we will do inside. So my typical day, I leave around 8 o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. go check all my jobs, I check everything from the curb, right? And then, and then when everyone leaves that evening and or that weekend, then I go inside and I check the the kind of do your inspection, property. right? So it seems to be working. Well, what what 
uh, Pam, what have you been busying yourself with? I know a lot of people are have done uh, a lot of the projects that they intended to do three weeks ago. Now uh, they're sitting around looking for something new. What, what have you been up to? Well, we're the business has been steady. Really? So, you know, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but um, we don't go in occupied properties. Right. Uh, and then, you know, trying to meet with folks over the phone to talk about what's going on in the house. Uh-huh. So I've not had a lot of time during the day, but weekends and nights I've been doing a funny thing. I've So I'm cleaning out under the bed. Right. And there's a box and I pull that box out and it's all my mother's. My mom passed away about 15 years ago. Uh-huh. There's all this costume jewelry, and I'm like, well, why don't I do some crafts with that? Oh, cool. So I pull that out, and I started, oh, you know, doing so. so I, that's all encounter. And I looked over, and my dining room chairs or my kitchen chairs, the little, what are the little things that you put on the bottom so yeah. that you can, so you know. slides or whatever. Or little Satan. slides. And yeah. I was like, you know, that doesn't look so good. So then I flipped the chairs upside down, and I go digging in the hardware drawer and i right. found those and i stuck that on there and i turned around and all the stuff all the shit on my kitchen counter is still there <laughs> so all the stuff on your kitchen like counter I'm, still there i'm just meandering from one thing to another and i'm really not you are meandering a, a little done, you are meandering a, a little. lot of stuff out <laughs> It is. It is stuff, isn't it? All right. Uh, <laughs> I have a uh, a shed in my my backyard. Um, now you may remember this, Jeff. I built this shed probably four or five years ago, and um, it was a wonderful shed. It's done everything I wanted to. But the problem is, is that you know at the end of every day when you or the end of every time when you uh, put the mower up. And you're just too lazy to hose it off or anything. You just kind of throw it into the shed. Well, right. you know, I've been doing that for three years. So uh, the shed has gotten funky to a place where it was just awful. And, of course, you know, sheds tend to be one of those places where the world can't see inside your shed. So you typically just throw a bunch of stuff in there and close the door. Exactly. No one knows. It looks and close the door fast. Right, right. So, so I decided to pull everything out of the shed, put up shelving, uh, do all this other stuff, and organize it. Put down a new floor in the shed and everything. Um, but now it's right on. This is not a job I would have ever done before lockdown. But all of a sudden, exactly. it, it looked enticing to me because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny you mentioned cleaning out a shed. You know what my wife is doing right now? I'm sitting at the breakfast table, of course. Of course, working. right. Yeah. And, uh, but you take Managing. one wild guess if you want to and tell me what she's doing right now. Cleaning the shed? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to take every single piece of knickknack out of there. It took me an hour just to get the junk out of there before I could actually organize anything. So. I, I think I think people have parties in there at night or something because I don't know how it gets that messed up. <laughs> well, mine was getting a uh, a uh, a certain funk in there that needed to be cleaned out in the whole nine yards. Yeah, so we did I that. I can appreciate. It. Yeah, yeah, and we're working. Hey, well, on our, fellas, let yeah. me talk to you about my shop. Uh oh. Now you said shop. I we said shed. House twenty-five years ago. Uh-huh. And, uh, Jeff has seen it. It's this enormous shop. It's a big metal building, 
and uh, I've got big metal shelving in there. And um, every year, regardless if there's a pandemic or not, <laughs> I have a day when I pull everything out and I'll organize it. So I have a wrench center. I have a blower center. I have a tiller center. Mm. I have center? a lawnmower center and a garden tool center and a shovel center. And it just, it's amazing. Did you put up the signs so, overhead? So you, just, like- you just need a lady. You need a girl. Oh, okay. Just, so that's why Jeff's wife is out there. She's like, you just need right. to get this thing organized. Walking into well, a shed. Not, hey, it I, looks like a Lowe's. Not, okay. I'm probably... I'm probably the reason it's in the shape it's in. Right. <laughs> Just throw it in there. Close the door fast. All right. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And when we come back, I'm going to hit one of those emails, and it is going to be a doozy. So you guys get your thinking caps on. Again, first break of the hour. When we return, we'll take a look at the maintenance checklist for the month of April. Uh, The governor issued a shelter-in-place order, but you can still go outside for some DIY projects. Things are heating up. It's nice out. Lawn mowing is back on the to-do list, unfortunately. And social distancing has you at home. Time to work. Join the conversation and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 672-7464 672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. What are you working on? What do you want to fix? What's new? 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You guys ready for the first email? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Bring it on. All right, bring it on. All right, everybody's cocky this morning. Let's go for it. Please give me advice. A part of my front yard is sinking. I moved into this house in December 2012. I noticed that one area of the yard was lower and did some dirt fill work. This helped for a while, but it continues to sink. Who do I call and tell me what's going on? I call for utilities to mark what service are in the area. The only thing marked was electrical and Comcast. No water, sewer, or gas. Please give me any suggestions. And go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pam, you, you want it? You want me to take it? Why don't you take it? Because I have a suspicion, but I want to hear what well, you Yeah. Say. Well, yeah. Good, good. Um, uh, what... First of all, make sure you call 811 again. Uh, maybe you don't have gas in your neighborhood, okay? Um, but they are to mark everything but water. Water is not marked. So all of your public utilities, cable, gas, power, uh, everything but water should be marked. Whoa, whoa, whoa Jeff. I- Jeff, this is, this is new to me. Hang on just one moment. Uh, when you call like 811, they do not mark water? No. No. 
Okay. Water, water, water is not is not is not marked. Now, and let me let uh, me tell you something about that too. Is you know I mentioned a minute ago that C Spire was digging holes right. and I had these two enormous holes in my front yard. And to Jeff's point, I had a new sewer line run from my house to the street, mm-hmm. and so I have called a plumber to come in and scope my new line to make sure C Spire didn't, didn't drill right it. through it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which yes. which can happen easily. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I've, it, I've got some clients that it happened to, and it's not fun. Right. Go for it, um, Jeff. I've got a comment on that that we can bring up, but but back to the original question. Uh-huh. What I suspect has happened. Um, I think they have recently had someone dig in their yard. Uh, it's very common when you dig, if they don't compact that dirt back in there, you will create a little bit of a sinkhole. Um, really? It's an, e- it's an easy fix. Uh, get yourself, obviously, some topsoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you can go about doing that. If you want to do it yourself, several places to go get it. If not, call a landscaper. Right. They can handle the task for you. But as far as a... Uh, long term, I think I've got a major problem. I, I don't think so. Okay, so you don't think there's a plumbing issue underneath that or something? Yeah, it. I don't think it's serious at all. We, you know, in the new construction world, we have to trench for our water, our gas, and our power. Right. So when those contractors do that, they they do the best job they can of filling that hole back right. in, but nothing. It, it, it's Chances of that ditch uh-huh. thinking a little bit is probably greater than not. So oh. it's it's pretty common. Okay. okay. Um, n- nothing to really worry with. Pam? Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is that if it is in a um, an area where you get a lot of water drainage, if the water's running across that, Jeff's right. If it's not been compacted, then that water's going to go back down into that ground and continue to compact that area that might not have been really compacted whenever the hole was dug. So it may just take some time filling it in. I had a situation around my pool whenever they put in the concrete. Mm-hmm. I had these little holes show up around the walkway around the pool. And right. so... I would just go and purchase bags of sand and empty them there until it, and it took me a while. I bet it took me a year before I, to get that filled up. And I had no idea. happened since. Okay. All right. Um, thanks a lot. I hope that helped out. And uh, if you've got an email, go ahead and send us one at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. If you want to ask about a, uh, a question, uh, something you're working on with your house, 877-MPB-RING is the number to call. We're going to go right now to Kathleen in Osaka. How's it going, Kathleen? It's going better. It's going I better. I with the corona or uh, whatever, and it wasn't the time you can drink. So. Right. Um, listen, I've got an update, y'all, on your show last week. Y'all were talking about fans in the bathroom. Just went through that. Uh, oh, yeah? I can say Home Depot because I'm not paid for that. All right, hang on but just a second. Home- let's let's do a little background here, Kathleen. If you didn't listen last week, uh, we had a question about someone that had a, a bathroom fan um, and and it did not seem to be pulling or working, and and, her, and the bathroom was getting 
uh, moist to the point where it was beginning to start to mold. So so we were talking about uh, bathroom fans and which things work best. I think Jeff mentioned a, a Panasonic fan that, that he's, he likes installing that seems to work very well. What was that one called, Jeff? Uh, called a Panasonic Whisper Quiet. Yeah, Whisper Quiet. Okay. So go ahead, Kathleen. We're all caught up. It's uh, a 35-inch fan. It's a small one, so it doesn't interfere because most bathrooms are small. Mm-hmm. And it has metal blades not the particle board or whatever kind of blades, because in moisture, those tend to warp and throw off the balance of the fan. Right. And it's uh, around $80, huh. but it, it is moisture-proof. It's like a porch fan, uh, but it's small. That's what so I was saying. I was wondering if it was an outside ceiling fan, like for a you know, uh, screen-in porch used, or something like that. Both. Could be used both, but it did solve the problem. And it works fine, and the blades won't warp. And it began with an E. I, for heaven's sake, I can't pronounce it. But you have to ask them for it, and they'll order it in for you, no charge. Did you say it began with an H? An E. An E. Oh, okay. It's an egg, and it's an Oriental uh, company, but it's uh, pretty beefy. You know, it's uh-huh. not like a little thing that you buy for twenty bucks and burns out that year. Right. But it's moisture proof, and the blades are metal. And it's 35 inch, and Home Depot did have it, and they will order it for you. That's cool. So it, it does solve the problem. And I listen to your show all the time, and I wish all the listeners out there very, very safe, safe health through all this. Thank but you, Kathleen. Y'all is very inspiring. We ought to give Felder a note of gratitude because he's been saying this all along, hasn't he? <laughs> Yep. All right. Thanks, Kathleen. We appreciate it. Um, it's it's it has been a trying time for all of us. I'm hoping that some of the shows here on MPB will connect with you and 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 give you something to do to to cure the boredom. That's hoping what uh, we're hoping to do with Fix It 101. All right. Uh, real quick, let's go to Timothy off the grid in Louisiana. What's going on, Timothy? Good morning. I just wanted to share that. That dividing rods work, and you get yourself some, like, half-inch PVC, like a couple pieces six inches long. Hey, hang on, Timothy. What what kind of rods did you say work? Divining rods to discover where the water line is. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. So how does that work? Okay, get you some number eight copper wire, like solid copper wire, about 30 inches long, bend a six-inch, uh, you know, like two six-inch L's bends at right. the end of these two pieces. Put them inside the six inch inside the, the PVC and hold on to the PVC. That uh-huh. way you get a frictionless connection. There. Right. And buddy, it'll it'll point to those water lines so nice. Man, that's so. You know, we used to see that on uh, old cowboy movies and stuff. People trying to look for water out west uh, and cartoons. I've never actually seen anyone use that to find water, where you kind of hold the two wires and they cross. Is that what you mean? They they they. they they, they, you know, they kind of go to where the water, they point it where the water is. I mean, you just walk across the lawn and they'll go, ping, there they are, you know? Is that, is that, I mean, that is so voodoo to me. I mean, I know it's science and that's the way physics works and stuff, but that is just insane. So that, thank you, yeah. Timothy. I really appreciate I that. Water do the trick, man, you know? Okay. All right. Appreciate it. 
Let's keep on moving. The number of calls eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email fixit one oh one at mpbonline.org. Let's go ahead and do an email real quick. Okay. This is right up my alley, but you guys can listen anyway. I have a nice TV stand that is sturdy but dated. I'd like to apply a paint and glaze finish, but I'm concerned about the years of buildup from furniture polish. What is the best way to prep the service for painting? Uh, so I'm going to go with what I've done, and then I'm going to throw it to pros who've done it properly. Uh, what I've done in the past, first of all, is I take what whatever strong sort of cleaner you have and and wipe that thing down completely to get whatever is is easily wiped off off of it. Uh, in my case, then that we get down to sanding. If you've got something that's uh, been, you know, uh, was finished a long time ago, maybe antique or whatever, and you've got a lot of polish and 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 clear coats and all kinds of stuff on top of it. Uh, it might not be a bad idea to go ahead and give it a, a sand so that the paint will stick. Uh, unless you want to go all the way down. What do you guys think about this? What's yeah. that? Uh, the cleanser that's, uh, Jeff, do you know? It's it's like a, it's in a clear bottle. It's pink. DSP? DSP? So, um, I, like, it, I like a product called Sand and Sealer. Because um, Jason's right. You, you have to rough that surface up a little bit to get anything to stick to it. Right. And... Uh, if you're not going to take it all the way down to the raw wood, um, that sand and sealer works works real good. What is that, Jeff? I mean, what, what, uh, what, how does it you work? Know, I'm not sure. You 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 put it on there, let it dry, and you sand it, and that and that acts as your prep for your oh. paint. Like like if you were going to do paneling, mm-hmm. you know, paneling will have a gloss on it. Right. Put the sand and sealer on there. And then sand that lightly back off, right. and, and then that allows you to um, get your surface ready, like if you wanted to paint it. Oh, my so. gosh, Jeff. That sounds awesome. I, I had a basement uh, one time when I lived in Virginia. I had a basement, and it had paneling on the walls. And I decided, no, I'm going to paint the walls. Oh, yep. my gosh. That was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I went out and bought a five-gallon bucket of paint and thought I had a chance at it. And I did sure, right. it was well, three coats in before I could get the opaque gone. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that one step prior to with that sand and sealer would, would, would have saved, uh, saved many steps after I think. Wow. I wish I'd heard that first. All right. So, um, if you are going to, Oh, uh, Pam, what were you going to say? Was there an add on? Well, or an alternative? I'm actually in my shop now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> looking for the dsp i know that there's a cleaner i think you uh you've got to clean that surface really really well and then there's got to be some type of a primer well you you don't prime that and i think this thing that jeff is talking about it comes and i thought i had some i went to my paint center Uh in my shop and i don't have any anymore but it was like in a it comes in a can with a it's not a paint can but almost like a thinner can Uh uh-huh and you can actually paint that on to paneling or old furniture. But if you don't do that, that paint is not going to stick. Maybe you're it's thinking of TSP. Right Maybe you're thinking TFP. 
maybe, maybe that's maybe it. that's it. I, I can see the I can see it in my mind, oh, okay. but I cannot see it in my shop. <laughs> okay, I, I assume your shop. She talks about how it's also well organized, and I see like a like a ten by ten Lowe's store in my head when I think of your shop. <laughs> With like the Think signs, twenty five by twenty five. Yeah, it's the, enormous. The signs <laughs> hanging over each part that say electrical, you know, and, yes. and plumbing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, all right. It's very well organized. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Time for another break, but when we return, we'll help you spot leaks and share a few fixes that will keep the plumber from your house, which would be nice. This will help your pockets and help maintain your social distance. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspected Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Guys, I have the mask that my wife made sitting like under my chin right now so that I can talk on the radio, but I've been wearing it anyway. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to walk around now looking like a whole bunch of people looking like they're going to rob banks. So. <laughs> anyway, I mean, anything could happen right now. All right, right. so let, let's go to email real quick. I've got one here for you. Uh, this is a quickie, good one though. Recently installed, uh, unbeknownst to me, a defective fluorescent kitchen light. The pins were bent, resulting in charring the insert piece. Will I have to replace the entire fixture, or can that little end be replaced? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know what they're talking about. Um, you know, I think I'm going to replace the entire fixture, and this is why. Um, Number one, fluorescent fixtures are cheap. I, yeah, I just bought it. It's defective. We know for a fact one end is burnt now. Um, what else is wrong with that fixture? Right is what's going on in my mind, and they're not expensive. Take it back to where you got it. They give you your money back. You 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 get another one. I'm not going to try to repair a you know forty dollar to twenty shop light thirty dollar yeah. fixture. Well, and I can tell Agreed. you, uh, Jeff and Pam, I can say that you know I, I've I've goofed around with those fixtures before, and the. You know, they weren't made to repair. They were they were no. very much made no. uh, as disposable items. Uh, once the valve burns out or whatever, it's over. You just throw it out and get a new one. Um, yeah. But those pins, if you try to if you try to move those pins too much, they will break off. So because they're cheaply made. They're not. You know, they weren't made to last forever. Well, so. then of course, if you're sheltering at home and you don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, take your time. Go ahead and work on it. Just because you're sheltering at home doesn't mean that you need to burn your house down. So, you know, get you a puzzle or something. I read an article the other day that flies in the face of this show, but I just had to share it. It was a great article that said, Stop trying to be productive. 
Everybody's trying <laughs> to be productive, and there's nothing to do. Anyway, let's keep on moving. we got Kent on the line, and Brandon, he's got a comment about that TFP stuff. What's going on, Kent? Well, I have uh, used it repeatedly uh, to prep the services of old antique furniture. I was getting ready to strip and refinish. Uh-huh. It, it stands for tri-sodium phosphate. And uh, okay. it, years Boom. ago, it was uh, well, phosphates are very strong detergents. Right. And they also can cause uh, water pollution. I think it's maybe algae blooms or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Because the uh, strong phosphates. Mm-hmm. So years ago, the government made them reformulate it uh-huh. to reduce phosphate content. I don't know what the current uh, formulation is. I'm just talking does, to you off the top of my head. Does it work, Kent? Uh, TSP, yeah, it used to work very well. You know, if you have a lot of wax, uh, uh-huh. kerosene, is this is this something like a is this like a solution that you paint onto the like a with a brush or how how does this work? I always found it in a powder form, uh-huh. and you would dissolve it in hot water, yeah, and then uh, use a rag to put it onto the surface. And I think we let it sit for a little bit, but not too long. Uh-huh. And you would be amazed at how much dirt. Uh, was pulls up surfaces of those antiques. Wow, that's fantastic, Kent. Thank you for letting us know. It's uh, TFP. Uh, no, and, no. T is in Tom. Tom. S is in Sam. P is in Peter. Oh, TSP. Trisodium phosphate. Trisodium phosphate. Okay, TSP. And you can pick that up in the home stores. Yes, at least you used to be able to. I uh, think I got some in my. Uh, storeroom which is not nearly as well organized well just know folks i've worked with old furniture before and one of the things that is at a premium right now believe it or not is something that is absolutely required when you're stripping furniture is rubber gloves uh or gloves of some sort because the stuff uh any of that stripper stuff will really get to your skin pretty good so you've got to use so if you're doing that make sure to wear gloves it's 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 really corrosive stuff so all right, uh, number of calls, 877-MPB-RING. Dale's on the line in Clinton. What's going on, Dale? Oh, not a lot. I got a question for you. I, I'm a kind of a hobbyist furniture maker. I've built a bunch of tables and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I never fool with the older stuff. My wife wanted me to refinish uh, a cherry dining room table, Ooh. and it's very old. And, and I think it was two summers ago. It was hot. And human is down in my workshop, no air conditioner. Uh-huh. I stripped, uh, I stripped it down. I used the stripper stuff. Uh, that stuff is a mess. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I got, I got it all stripped down and sanded. And and as, as it turns out, there's different tone colors in the panels of cherry. Uh, so I stained huh. it. Looked good. Right. Uh, went to put uh, a finished coat on it, a poly on it. Yeah. And. And when I came back to check on it after letting it dry, I guess it was because of the, the humidity. I don't know. It had bubbled up and made a mess. Oh, no. And uh, and I I did like so many people. I threw my hands up, abandoned ship. Right. <laughs> now, I want to I wanna tackle it again. But <laughs> I, Well, I can say this. I did a door one time, Dale, and I didn't thoroughly clean the chemical off that was on the door 
pre, you know, before I painted it, I didn't realize that I needed to do some real prep and getting that terribly corrosive chemical paint stripper off there or whatever before I could put anything down on there. And it took me a while. So that might, I don't know if that contributed. Guys, what do you think? Well, the, the, the COVID-19 has given you a perfect opportunity because you don't want to be in a hurry. Right. So, you know, that it sounds to me like it didn't dry completely or you didn't get the surface completely cleaned off. But and also a thing about whenever you do that poly coating, look at the instructions, because a lot of times you're not supposed to brush back over. So you don't go back and forth. You just go in the same direction. Would so it, that might matter? have happened as well, is that some it, air got into that poly, and then when it, it just bubbled up when it dried. Interesting. Does it matter how fine you sand it? I, like I said, I, I make furniture, and, and a lot of times I go too too far. I'll, I'll go down to a 1,000 grit on my wood a lot of times. Can you get it too fine for the poly to adhere? I've not heard of that. Probably. I mean... Gosh, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not a furniture builder. I, I built three pieces of furniture in my life. It took me a year to do it, so I realized I couldn't make a living. But um, that'd have to be really I, expensive I used, furniture. I, for my finish, I used um, linseed oil, tongue oil, and a poly. And okay. what I found with the poly, I never stirred my poly. I just kept turning the can. Um, okay. I'd, I'd put the can on the on its lid. That way, the solids would eventually mix without stirring it. Uh, trying to cut down on the bubbles that would end up in the poly. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, there's. But no- I like that, I like that combination of of uh, of the uh, tongue oil and the poly, and the and the linseed. There you Do go. Do you mix those, Jeff? Did you mix yeah. those together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Good idea. Okay. So so there's a, a coronavirus project right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, thanks, Dale. We appreciate it. All right. So uh, we'll keep moving. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Another email for you here, guys. You ready? All right. Uh, yes. I'm installing pullouts. In the empty space under my stairs. What a great idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pullouts can be a full 36 inches, and I would like to use undermount drawer slides to maximize my pullout width. How long of an undermount drawer slide do I need to use? Does it need to be the full 36 inches, or can it be 28? Um, The drawer slides that I've used, I've made several drawers and used different slides. And you can, uh, the two basic ones to use are either uh, the the under the drawer, which is a center single track under the drawer that keeps it there. Or you can use the kind that most uh, cabinetry or drawers in newer cabinetry work now, which is uh, there are two um, sliders on either side of the drawer holding it in place and you slide like that. Uh, what that does do is it gives it two pieces of metal to grab a hold to on the bottom drawer or on the drawer with a single bottom track on the bottom has a tendency to either rock 
or you know you've got to get it in there good if you're building shelves single track can be can be tricky it's a lot easier but it might not give you the uh, desired result have you guys worked with those things before yes i have yeah. not yeah. Yes. Go, uh, all you, it, Jeff. Yeah. They, in fact, they make a drawer guide. Um, it's expensive. It's a undermount concealed, so you do not see it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's one on either side, and it is a self closure, uh-huh. meaning you start the process, and then the the actual drawer guide itself is spring loaded. And it will pull the drawer in for you. Without, yeah, no one has to slam a drawer anymore. Exactly, exactly. They they, they make those for um, drawers. They also make soft close hinges for your cabinet doors, um, right. which is a fun project. Yeah, uh, that that's definitely the soft close for your cabinet doors would be a, uh, something you could do. Let me let me uh, interrupt right there, Jeff. Having been someone who took my cabinet doors off and then had to put them back on, let's try a different word than fun. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's fun for some people. I understand. Yes, I understand. And let me tell you, some jobs are just two people jobs. I think that word could be frustrating because uh, you you are exactly right. You have to adjust them. And, and yeah, it, it is it's time consuming. It is. So, great project for right now. Um, as far as but, we, uh, go ahead. Back to back to that 3 foot drawer. Um, that's a lot of drawer to be handled with a with a drawer guide. I I'm, I may want to rethink my my thinking. You get a 3 foot drawer loaded You've got a lot of weight there. Um, There's a lot of room uh, to toggle back and forth and, and kind yeah, of uh, You're going to do some research before you put in a three-foot drawer, in my opinion. And and by the way, the side mount things, the, the side ones, uh, drawer slides that you do on the side, yeah. they, they keep it more stable than an under-drawer mount. And uh, it says, does it need to be the full 36 inches? If you want it to come all the way out, it's got to be the full. But I will say this, having done it before, you can actually buy one longer and, uh, and cut it if you want, if, if, that, you know, if that's what you want to do. That's what I ended up doing because I bought the wrong one, because that's how I roll. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for another break. Um That's right. Last break of the hour. And if you missed any uh, tips, you can always listen back to this and other episodes by subscribing to the podcast using any podcast app or our public media app. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. Join us by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. 
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit one oh one. All one word, fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. So we've been talking, you know, it's uh, COVID-19 time. Everybody's locked down. There's not a lot going on. Uh, but there are things that you can do, things to keep busy and help your home out. Jeff mentioned at the top of the show that everybody's lawn was just perfect right now because they had nothing else to do. But it's so nice outside to get out and, and uh, check things out. You know, another thing that you can do at this point is kind of walk around uh, the outside of your home home and check your gutters and downspouts are you you know this is that time of the year it's spring all the rain's going to be coming so does you know is all your stuff ready is it cleaned out have you cleaned out your gutters yet are there is the water going to have somewhere to go you're going to have to pull those leaves and debris uh, out from the downspout if you're doing it old school wear gloves folks please uh you'll you'll thank me for that really uh, it's really an icky, icky job. All right, uh, our guest, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it really is. And, and two, I, I cannot stress this. Um, have someone foot that ladder for you. Hold, hold the ladder. Um, it's not hard. Stand there. And, and if they're not holding the ladder, just just be standing there in case someone were to fall off of that ladder. Right. Um you know, six foot off the ground doesn't sound like a lot until you hit the ground. Right. Well, and, and Jeff, the, the thing is, is that maybe gutter cleaning is not an activity one does by themselves. Maybe there should be another right. body there no matter what. Because if you're getting up, you know, on this show, we rarely recommend ever going on a roof. But to do this sort of thing, a lot of people do it. And uh, But do have another person around just in case you do fall and you've got somebody to call, you know, call a doctor or whatever. So, all right, eight one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four is the number to call, or you can send in an email to fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. Something else you can look for around outside of the house is siding. This time of the year, uh, you can look for a lot of uh, the north sides of houses right now are getting a little green. If you've not done your house cleaning yet, you may see that like on uh, uh, vinyl siding. There's even some on brick, things like that. The, the side of the home that doesn't get a lot of sun is going to see a lot of green this time of year. It's a great time to start cleaning that off. What do you guys think? Well, Jason, I was walking around my house the other day doing just that, and I looked up and my dryer vent was clogged. Oh, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Huh. <laughs> I talk about that all the time, and mine is clogged. I know. So you know I the terrible thing about had that? Had to take, take the lid off and clean it all out. It was gross. Yeah, the terrible thing about a, a clogged uh, lint thing is that is that the crazy, it takes longer to dry. You know, that's the it bad does. part about Outside oh, yeah. of being a fire yeah. hazard, it takes forever for your appliance to work and may blow out the appliance because it's trying so hard. I've done that, by the way. Um, <laughs> that'll make you buy the little thing that you clean it out with right there a little personal experience and i listen i'll mention too you talking about getting up on a ladder somebody said something well i had a 
roofer meet me the other day. I needed to get up on a commercial building. And uh-huh. He was helping me out, and we were talking. And he said, "Now hold this ladder while I go up there." And I was like, "Well, what do you want me to do if you fall? <laughs> I can't help you much." You're what like did he say? Three times bigger than me. Yeah. Well, he laughed. He said, "Yeah, now's not the time you want to fall because now's not the time to go to the hospital." That's true. That's a that's, that's a that's great point. <laughs> you know, right. stay off your ladder. Let's just go do that until, like, June. Stay off your ladder. <laughs> that was a great point. It's enough to keep me off a ladder. Yeah. Uh, okay. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, windows also on the outside right now are looking a little rough. If, if uh, you know, like I said, that, that green stuff will grow all around it. You can get it off there. If it is a uh, vinyl window, those things pretty much, if you just spray it with some, uh, you know, 409 and wipe it down, it's it's fine. It's perfect, you know. Uh, do you guys uh, work with different windows that take different things? Uh, uh, do metal windows clean up like that, where you can just spray them down? Or do they? I've seen some with the paint stripped off. Yeah, you know, metal windows becoming a thing of the past, obviously, because they're just they're they're just there's nothing good about a about an aluminum window. Um, it may be a little harder to come off of the aluminum than it would the vinyl. <laughs> right. It takes, you know, triple lot steel wool if you had to. Right. Um, and and get it off. But chances are the the cleaner is going to take it off the aluminum as well. Yeah. Uh, and and you see that sometimes because people have different colored frames, and you'll see where some of it flecks off based on what kind of window it is. All right. Um, right. What about the uh, – there's a couple of things here, an idea to do during this time. Um, so the screens on the windows outside. You know, I don't know if you know this, but you can buy a kit and make your own screen. It doesn't matter even what size the window is. You can buy the kit. Uh, it comes with the little sticks that you make the the, the screen frame with. And, and, and you actually – all you have to do, it's not difficult at all. Uh, it shows you how to do each of it, and you can make a, a brand new screen. Uh, the tool that you use to put a screen on a uh, a frame is about a buck eighty six. It's this little thing that's a roller, and the way a screen goes into uh, the frame is there's a a rubber um, piece of uh, there's a long stretchy piece of rubber, and you put yeah, that rubber like a rope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you and you you put the the uh, screen down onto the frame, and then you put that rubber into a little track at the frame, and it holds the screen in place. And that's exactly how screens are made. Uh, and like I said, you can go and get one today. I saw one on my house the other day where the bottom portion, the little rod on the bottom, was broken. And you know, folks, when you see that, don't freak out. Don't think that's a big deal. You got a ten dollar fix. You know, you can go. Yeah, it's real easy. I've done it on on all mine. Yeah, it is. That's right. It's um, it's it's also something where you can keep that tool around, and if 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 things you know, like say you've got a door that you love, and the screen's gone bad in it, you can replace that screen no problem cheaply. They sell the screen at uh, at uh, hardware stores. And there's all different kinds of screen that you can buy. You can buy the black, you can buy the silver, you can buy, you know, whatever you're looking for, that screen is all there. And you can put that in yourself. That is an absolute DIY project, and it gives you instructions. All you got to do is read. 
right? That's right. Remember, measure twice, cut once. Measure twice, cut once. And don't get on a ladder. Fix That 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 and this Saturday at 9 also on MPB Think Radio.